Welcome back to Throne Hands. It's me. It's Breck. Um, Breck, you know, I went to my first UFC event four months ago in Columbus. One of the fights that you was there, but Breck, how was your experience? You were at this event, Yair versus Ortega. It was unreal. And the people I went with afterwards, we agreed. This was way better than Izzy Cannoneer card, like as a whole. Would you not agree? Oh, I, the bottom. It doesn't take too much to be better than that card. It I know. Like, it's like it's like we went to a fight night and it was like five times better than a pay per view. Like, dude, it was a great card. It was, dude. There was like nine straight finishes or something. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was a great card. But are you ready? Are you ready to uh, discuss this great card? Yeah, yeah, let's start with prelims. Dude, the prelims were great. I know the prelims a lot of the time it's hit or miss. Yeah, but the prelims were awesome. Great, dude. All right. All right, let me let me. All right, so we we start off with um, okay. Shout to Emily Ducote, great debut. Yeah, this is um, we didn't get there in time for this. We this is we missed this. We got there for the Dwight Grant, uh, Stoltz's fight. Yeah, and that that fight with Dwight Grant Stoltzfus. Um, Dwight Grant, you know, he throws heat, but he's you he just can't defend a takedown. He's not that great at it. Yeah, he just kept getting taken down. It wasn't great. That but, wasn't a bad fight, though. Yeah, that it was, wasn't bad. The filthy casuals thought it was bad. Yeah. But, okay. Dustin Jacoby brought the hammer down. Oh, this guy's good. He's on, what, like an eight-fight win streak or something in the light heavyweight? One of the longest like Ten-fight unbeaten, something like that. Yeah, and, I mean, I did you think the stoppage, like, being there, it looked a little early? Because the guy got right back up, like, Jung got right back up. But then you look at the replay and you could see like he could like Dustin Jacoby could have followed up with like three or four shots and it would have been it would have been destruction. Yeah. But dude, Jacoby's a problem in the division. And he he I think he was 15, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I think he should fight Jimmy Crude or something. Yeah, it wouldn't or Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker wouldn't be bad. Um, but I fear for Johnny Walker. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, man. We got to talk about all right. Bill Agio did great, did a great job. Um, great how, he sur- job. how he survived that triangle is beyond me. Yeah, he just wrote out the triangle. This seems to be Herbert Burns' problem. He like goes for these crazy submissions and gasses out. It, this was a fun fight. This was a really fun fight to be there for because the crowd, like, just the reaction of Herbert Burns not getting up was was like amazing. Like he couldn't get up, and it was like just people were jeering him, and like it was so funny. And, and Herbert Burns has no fire in him. It seems like, yeah, like, maybe not. If he if he doesn't get a submission, it seems like once he if he can't get a submission, that's his game plan. Is I was just like go for a submission. If he can't get it, it's like 
I've lost. I've given up, you know? Yeah. And his brother Gilbert was had to convince him to go to the next round. And if you have to do that, just stop the fight. I thought I, I said when I when watching it there, like, I was like, dude, they might stop this in between rounds. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I, I read, like you said, like it could, it, it was a possibility because the end of the first, Burns was like really exhausted. Yeah. It was. He had to get carried out. I mean, he, his knee looks pretty bad. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. He he has a weird mentality, but but dude, Bill Algio did great. Yeah, good, good, good fight. Um, okay, uh, I picked Ricky Simone to win this fight, and he he, he got the job done. What was it like there? Jack Shore's solid, man. He he's he's not going to be down for long, but that no. was a great triangle, great finish. Yeah, um, great fight overall. Um, Jack Shore took a. I mean, he lived up to the name Tank because he took some shots. Um, but yeah, Ricky Simone is a beast, dude. He's huge. He's a huge bantamweight. Yeah, he's huge. I know his cousin. Um, <laughs> and like, dude, he is yoked for a bantamweight. Yeah, he's a problem in this division. Dude. Yeah, especially with his wrestling. Um, let's see what. He, um. I don't want to give uh, him to Frankie because that's no. death. Mean. That's mean. No, no. Um, I say the Sugar Show. I like his call out. I like it too. I mean, there was rumor they they went back and forth on Twitter like a couple months ago. Yeah, or Pedro Munoz. That's a good fight. Yeah, Simone versus uh, Sugar to me. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, young, exciting guys. Yeah, I did not catch this fight, Breck. What did Soriana do to get the win? Um. Well, just let me let me point out this Dalcha. I don't know how to say his last name. Lungambula, Lungambula. Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce it? Oh, that's pretty close. That guy is huge, dude. His back muscles, like, see, like we're like, oh my god. And my friend that I was watching it, like the, I went with like three people. My my buddy Zach, that were he's been on this uh, podcast actually. Um, oh yeah, the basement podcast. Yeah, the basement podcast. He said. After the first, he said, uh, he looks like he looks tired. Like, I think he's going to get knocked down the next round. And that's exactly what happened. Like, he used a lot of offense. And I think that weight, that muscle, you know, like he was so much bigger than Soriano in the cage. And I think he gassed out and mm-hmm. he just got caught with a really clean one, too, by Soriano. I mean, Soriano's really good, too. Like, he's a big, Soriano's a big guy, too. Yeah, but that's that's what's crazy. He looks small compared to this guy, like up close. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think he's just you know the, the gas tank wasn't there, and Soriano landed. It was a brutal knockout. Like he he was just folded. Y'all have to look that one up. All right, I chose Misha Tate to win this fight, and he, he, here's my here's my thing. Misha Tate probably because of the weight cut looked so slow in there. Yeah, she did not look great, to be honest. And, you know, I don't put too much stock in Laura Murphy, personally. That's just me. Um, Good story, though. If you look look up Laura Murphy's story, for sure. But, dude, she cracked Misha Tate a lot in there, man. I was was impressed. Well, of the feet, she won. And then where it was surprising was she took her down a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Which, when you're going into it, you're like, oh, Misha Tate's the better wrestler. If she gets to the ground, it should be over. Well, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And the thing about Misha Tate's game plan, they, the game plan for me was terrible. 
the coach, like they just did not do a good job because they just, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't like, I feel like she should have shot takedowns way earlier in the fight. She just stood and they just kept throwing, they just kept trading jabs over and over again. And then when one of them would get tired, they'd clinch against the fence. And that's eventually where Murphy got her takedowns. But if Tate just started offensively wrestling from the beginning, I think she wins the fight. I agree. And it's just, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't want to, st- and I, I don't get why she moved down. Like it's, it, it reminded me, Breck, agree, maybe you might agree with me on this. It reminded me of Dan Hooker moving down to 45 because of how slow she looked. It didn't look like she belonged there. And Her face it, was beaten up. I mean, the whole crowd wanted Tate to win. So they were really, I mean, but uh, yeah, Murphy, like you said, I don't really put too much stock in Lauren Murphy in terms of being a contender, but she she went out there and played a good performance. You yeah, know? she looked good. Got to give it to her. All right, dude, this was this third round was nuts. The reaction dude. for Burgos coming out was amazing. Dude, isn't he from the Bronx? Yeah, it was such a great crowd reaction when Burgos walked out. <laughs> you know, like Jordan is, is Canadian. Like there was like the USA chance. It was so, it was so funny. Dude, Great fight. Yeah. Burgos is a huge featherweight, yeah. massive. So the story of this one was like, you, you, I mean, you watched obviously, but Burgos won those first two rounds. He should have got the rear naked choke. He had it twice in each round. I can't believe he didn't cinch it up, dude. It was so tight both times. Mm-hmm. If this was five rounds, by the way, Jordan wins. Um, oh, no question. If you look at the striking numbers, you're like, oh, how did Burgos win? All those strikes were in the end of the third, where Burgos was surviving, like, by by a hair. It was crazy. That leg kick where Burgos got kicked back against the cage, like he stumbled and fell into the fence. Yeah. That was a crazy moment. Yeah. Um, and credit on him for surviving too, because mm-hmm. Jordan was going, he was throwing everything. And you know, this is the type of fight where you make the case for open scoring because yeah. you know, in a real fight, Jordan wins this fight. Probably. And I mean, credit to Shane Burgos. All this the all Burgos is in his wars. Yeah. Dude, uh, so let's say Patty loses. Yeah. I think Toporia is the fight for Burgos if that happens. If Patty wins, I think Toporia Patty's the be- the fight to make. Just to go back to the, these guys though. Yeah. Burgos on this fight, I, I could see, you know, but don't sleep on Charles Jordan. Like no. if he he's what is he, 26? He's 26. This guy's a problem. Dude, on the feet. He's scary. He's scary. And the only reason he lost this fight was because of those two rare naked chokes where he almost got finished twice. If he improves his wrestling in jiu-jitsu, this guy's a problem for that. Like, a major problem for Featherweight. Like, contender, top five type guy. I know? agree. I agree. I mean, we'll Dude, see. I think... combos he was putting together at the end were, like, mm-hmm. insane. They were, like, they were like five, six punch combos. Yeah. At, once once he figured out the range, it was over. Yeah, once he figured out the range. And dude, Burgos, I mean, like you said, Wars, just what a chin. He survived some crazy shots at the end. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, it crazy. That fight was so hype. Who could have thought the next fight would have been like another <sighs> level one? It went, that fight was like great. And then the next yeah. one went another level above. So, so Matt Schnell, Sumadarji. First round was relatively normal. 
normal. Yeah, not a bit, not a lot of um, just feeling each other out. Both guys are so fast, dude. But but that second round is the round of the year. It really is. Being there in person was great. Like he, what was crazy? Our seats were close enough where we could hear those elbows. Oh, like the, when he was slicing them up. He was slicing them up. Not not the Schnell ones. You couldn't hear as much, but I'm talking about the ones where they were standing. And the uh, ones that froze them and stuff. And yeah, the one where the ones where Sumid, uh, how do you pronounce that? Sumadarji. Sumadarji. The ones where he was standing, and off the break, hit him with the elbows, and we could hear those. Those were so loud. Like, it was crazy, dude. Snell took like ten elbows. He got wobbled by like three or four of them, and he survived. Crazy. And then he submitted him. <laughs> dude, he he survived. He hit him with a huge right hand where it, it wobbled Sumadarji. And then he took him down. And if he just if if he could have kept standing, I think Sumadarji wins the fight, obviously. But once he got him down, dude, those elbows from, from Mount were just nasty. Yeah. The story of me for that fight for me was just like how, like Matt Schnell has like Kelvin Gastelum level chin. Yeah. Dude, he took so many elbows. Dude, this was dude. I had never been so I was that was an emotionally draining round. Both of those guys, though, like bright futures, in my opinion. Oh, agree. Um because honestly, like Sumadarji was like a little too fast for him. Yeah, I he agree. Was he so was fast. pretty fast. Um Li Jing Liang uh sent the boom on uh Muslim Salikov. Yeah. Um <laughs> What's it called? Where we were sitting is like where the fighters would like walk, um, not walk out, but like return, you know, go to the back. Uh-huh. And before this fight, we kept seeing one of these guys uh, with with uh, Salikov's name on the back. And we thought it was him, but it was, I don't know if you saw, there was a guy in his corner who was like seven feet tall. He kept Jeez. coming out. Yeah, it was, he was huge. I think he might, dude, I thought it was, I, to be honest, I thought it was Uncle Iev. It looked like him. But, uh, yeah, he was in his corner. And when this fight started, I I was like, how can you go against the, the Dagestan? You know, like, he threw some crazy spinning kicks, dude. He's, those were fast. Yeah, those were nuts. And I thought, um, to be honest, I thought I thought Muslim was going to win the fight. And then Leeds just poured it on. The Leech just poured it on, dude. Dude, the Leech is a problem. I don't care what anybody says. He, yeah. can, he has the power to put anyone out. Anyone out. Yeah, he's got a lot of knockouts. Um, it was really funny. The guy behind me had a huge bet on Lee. And after the first round, he's like, I'm not liking this. And, w- and then when he got the knockout, like the whole section was like high-fiving the guy. Like, you won his bet. Nice. Um, dude, Amanda Lemos. I mean. She's a hey, problem, dude. Dude, she pulled that gilly. She's a problem. Yeah, I mean. Dude, I think Michelle Washington should just hang it up, to be honest. She's not getting back to championship uh, contention. One of the guys I was there with named Mike said said the same thing. He's like, dude, Watterson's not great. Like, she should really think about, like, it's a wit. Her last what? I don't know how many fights. It's, it feels like it's win-loss, win You know, like, back and forth. She's yeah. just, um, Lemos was too fast and too powerful for it, dude. Yeah, and then, dude, that, that Gilly was beautiful yeah and dude she tapped real quick because she rolled over and 
like Lemos let go of it quick, obviously, because she felt the tap. People, it was hard to see. Uh huh. Like it was like the even the ref because when it happened, Lemos just like throw her arms up from the ground. We're like what happened? But you know, watching the replay, you could see she tapped. But she tapped quick, dude. It was like two seconds tapped. Like if she rolled over, she would have been a mount. I think she would have. I think Watterson could have survived it, dude. Yeah, but we'll never know because she tapped. Yeah, but um, never never tap people. Never tap. Um, all right, dude. I hate to say it, but Brian Ortega is crazy for saying that he was winning most of this fight. My yeah, my take from this fight, like it ends with an injury to Ortega. But my take from this fight is the way it was going, Yair is winning this fight. If there's mm-hmm. no injury, Yair still wins this fight, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean Ortega wasn't getting him to the ground. In Ortega the first wasn't round. to the ground, and dude, on the feet he was getting pieced up. Like, yeah, dude, he he, Yair landed some Yair shots so fast, dude. Those leg kicks are lightning. They're like, there's just. Boom, boom, boom. Like, they're so fast. Yeah, you're dumb, dude. Yeah, and I think that we'll, we'll talk about what's after, next for these guys. But, and I'm tired of the people saying, oh, Yair didn't win the fight. Ortega got hurt. The only reason Ortega got hurt is because Yair put him in that position. Yeah, I was going to say, Yair put him in a position where, you know, was it his rib or his, his shoulder that his shoulder got dislocated? Dislocated, okay. Um, cause I saw something that was, he also had like a rib injury, but, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yair's trying to throw up an arm bar. Yeah. But like you said, Yair put him in a position that led to the, I mean, obviously it, it was, it was a little anticlimactic cause the, it, it was such a great card on. And then that happens at the end. It was a little bit like Connor Poirier three vibes a little bit, you know, <laughs> where it was a big injury in the end and you're like, ah, but, um, I dude, I think Yair goes on to win that fight because he couldn't get him to the ground. Dude, I like Yair, man. Losing the, the fight, dude. I think yeah, if if Volk, that's that's Volk's division, correct? Mm-hmm. If Volk moves up, obviously you got to think about Max being you know champ. But I think Yair has a good shot at winning the belt, dude. Yeah, and let's let's talk about uh, Volk and. All what's going on with featherweight right now? Um, so Volks, I think he should he'll move up after Mahachev and uh, Oliveira, which just got announced. Yeah, he'll probably fight the winner, or he'll fight like who's number one or two. Like I could uh, see him fighting Gaethje or Poirier for a contender shot. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but he might just wait for the winner. I think he should do, and, and I hate how people are counting him out against Oliveira and uh, Mahachev. I'm like, guys, I yeah, I wouldn't count him out. I just think it's a different beast going yeah, out. I, I don't think he'll win, but I don't either. But, but I'm not gonna bet against no. him. I'm like, dude, you saw what he did to Holloway. <laughs> I know it's crazy, dude. That was a beatdown. Oh my gosh! When I look at Volk going up, and I look at some of the power of the lightweights compared to the guys he's fighting. Dude, like Michael Chandler. Imagine Michael Chandler Volk would be that'd be a great fight. But so like Gaethje Volk too. Like, dude, some of these lightweights, the power compared to the forty fivers is just it's another level. Yeah, but uh, Volk doesn't get hit with the jab with his jab. He doesn't get hit. That's true. Dude, it, it'd be interesting. I don't care what yeah, anybody yeah, says. It's. P- I think it's the right move for Volkanovski because if you look at that division, there's nothing else for him to prove there. 
he would have to the really only fights for him would be Ortega 2 the rematch like Ortega would obviously have to win more fights to get to a, or another rematch and then Yair yeah I, I think which uh, if you but in terms of like big money fights, I mean, Orte- Volk's at the point now where he wants big money fights. And he's the most paid featherweight ever outside of Conor McGregor right And now. he could get more money if he goes up to lightweight and fights some of these guys. So, and also he's a big guy for his, like, he used to fight, I mean. At middleweight. At middleweight. So I know he's just shorter. But I think going up to lightweight makes sense. Like you said, I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he beats Charles or Makachev, but I want to see it. I want to see those fights. And the thing with, uh, so they want to make a, 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 an Emmett Rodriguez interim title. I, I say go for that, and then have uh, get me wrong, Alex Wait, and then they're probably going to do that. It's not a bad idea. It's just like Yair versus Emmett's doing no paper. No one, no one. I'm not watching that. No one cares. Well, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, yes. But I'm talking about if that was the main event headliner, it'll do very low pay-per-views. They need to stick that on a great card. Like, they need to stick that on a Stipe Jones card. You know what I mean? Okay. Breck, we got a couple things to talk about. Yeah. Um, Marty Fake Newsman wants to move up to light heavyweight. Marty from Nebraska? Yes. Um, I I just say Ben Askren. That was golden. Yeah. But, dude, I, if he fights here, he's going to die. If he's getting well by Colby Covington, man. I, I know people like, oh, he'll, he'll use his wrestling. But first of all, it's like he is a huge middleweight. Well, uh, Usman is a huge middleweight. Well, welterweight. Welterweight, rather. <sighs> That's why I think he's a middleweight because he's so damn big. But, uh <laughs> See, like he doesn't want to move up to middleweight, but that's what he should do. Like he, he would have better success against the middleweights. I think he could. Like if you also look at like he never he'll never fight Izzy, but to me Usman's a guy who could beat Izzy in the sense that if he gets him to the ground, problem. Mm-hmm. Then again, starts on the feet. But uh, like you said, if he really wants to move up to light heavyweight, I think he's gonna run into some issues, mainly Yuri. <laughs> Yuri, I don't Jan Blahovich. I, I could knock him out, dude. I, I, I was saying this. To, Glover would be a problem, dude. I was thinking about this. If Glover, Glover would share, can't hold Yuri down. What the hell's Usman gonna do? That's dude, dude. Glover was what did we say? Twenty seconds away from winning, retaining the title against Yuri. Until uh, Hail Mary choke. Until Hail Mary choke wins him the belt, like Usman against Glover. People would be like, oh, the old guy's going to look – I don't know. Glover don't looks great. So. Dude. Glover looks better as he's getting older. And, and the scary part about that Yuri to share fight is Yuri looked bad and Glover yeah. looked great. Yeah, And I, I fear Yuri, for Glover yeah. in the rematch. Yeah. But dude, I don't like – you go through the top four to five of that division, I don't like Usman against any of them. I don't like Usman I, against any light heavyweight. Paul Craig submits him. Rakic, don't love it. Ankalaev is a – like you and me have said, you had a dark horse of the division. Um, a lot of people think so. Paul Krieg. I don't like him against Ankalaev. Anthony Smith, Thiago Santos, Dominic Reyes, Paul Craig. All those guys against Usman, I don't love his chances. You have to – dude, Jamal Hill. Dude, he put his Jamal Hill out. would knock him out, dude. Jamal Hill dude, would Jamal knock Hill has scary power. Yeah, Jamal Hill is going to be top five soon, dude, in my opinion. 
dude, he, he'll he'll fight for a title in the next two three years. Yeah, I I can see it. He's got that level of talent, and he's like, got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Um, <laughs> that, he's like Zach Wilson. He's got that dog in him. Um, <laughs> Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill's a problem, but uh, yeah, I don't. If Usman like, I don't know, man. It's like I, I fear you know, for Usman. To me, at welterweight, if you're Usman, like I know he's conquered a lot of welterweight. Hamza. But then again, I would like to see Burns rematch. I would like to see Hamza. I'd like to see the Edwards rematch we're obviously getting. I'd like to see Colby a third time. I would like to see Colby a third time. I know it's like... Dude, Col- I, Colby arguably won that third fight. Second fight. That's all I'm going to say. There's an argument. But, uh, dude, you also look at Usman's... Like, two fights against Colby, two fights... I mean, dude, like, two fights against Jorge Masvidal. I get it. Like, that's... Jorge Masvidal is not a top, top guy. You know what I mean? Good, good fighter. Yeah, and I mean, two, two against Colby Covington, that says something, but at the same time, like, it shows how good Colby Covington is. Yeah, but also Usman, like, Covington's great, but he's also a wrestler with, like, no punching power. Dude, that's the, but that's the scary thing for Usman moving up two divisions. He, he got wobbled power. by Colby. I know it's like you're gonna get, you're gonna take a shot. Imagine him taking a right from Blahovich, like or, or like an uppercut from Yuri. Your uppercut from Yuri, dude. I, I hate the move. If I'm being honest, for Usman. it doesn't bode well for him. It doesn't bode well. Um, dude, we might get. I think Stipe and Jones is going to be in at MSG. That's my prediction. I agree, and if that's the case, I'm going to do what I can to be there <laughs> because that's a great fight. And one of the guys that I went to the fights with was saying how Stipe wins that fight. And I was like, dude, you're crazy. I know John Jones. You make fun of him. He's been off for like two, three years at this point. He beats Stipe. He's got a good chance of beating Nganu. He's probably going to be champ. Yeah. Has he popped for some stuff in the past? Sure. But is he like the greatest fighter we've probably ever seen? Yeah. He's probably the greatest fighter we ever will see. Yeah. Like, the, like he, here's my thoughts. I think Jones, here's what's scary about Jones, heavyweight. He's motivated now. Yeah. Like, who, like in the beginning of his late heavyweight reign, you know, you got, you got Machida, you got Rampage, you got Rashad have you Evans. Heard, have you heard of the training stories where Jones, would train with light heavyweights, but it got to the point where it was so easy that like he started training with heavyweights and it got easy <laughs> and he was ragdolling like, like heavyweights, like ranked like top back when he was in his prime, he was like training with top five UFC heavyweights. I understand it's different times, but like he was ragdolling them like in training and like beating them and like, I don't know. I think he's going to be a problem. An Dude, issue. Watch Jones submit Stipe just to make a statement. Yeah. I think it'll be a good fight because Stipe is a great champion. Steopic. Steopic. Um, <laughs> if I had to guess, it goes, what, like three, four rounds possibly? But you're I, right. I fear for Stipe, to be honest. I fear for Stipe because as good a wrestler as he is. It's not John Jones. But he's a better wrestler than John Jones. And when people are like, oh, well, it's heavyweight. Dude, this man fought a prime DC and DC in 10 rounds or whatever, how many rounds did he fight DC? Like eight? Eight. Eight rounds? 
How many takedowns did Prime DC land? One of the best wrestlers of all time, by the way. One. He landed one at the end of the first fight. Remember, he landed that one. Oh, yeah. right John Jones got right up. He got right up, but he got right up. So he landed and, one takedown in eight rounds. And John Jones took him down multiple times. Multiple times in both fights. An Olympic so, level wrestler. And no one, no one in his whole career basically took DC down. Basically nobody except Jones. And then, you know, like, dude, I'm, I am so excited. Yeah, I agree. I think you know they usually put an MSG card October November time. Like, remember last year it was Usman. First week in November, yeah. Into. I think we get the same thing. I think they'll announce it towards like the end of August. Yeah, and the big card at the end of August. Mm-hmm. Like, and another thing they um, have announced is that Colby's going to fight at 55, 70, and eighty-five. Yeah. Dude, I think Colby should move down and go for the belt. Possibly. I was going to say, what about Poirier moving up and we see Colby Poirier? I, I think, think that- Colby wrestle, wrestles him. <laughs> you wanted to use another word there. Um, <laughs> I think Colby Poirier is a great fight. Uh, I would love to see it. Yeah. I mean, I would too. All right, Breck. One more thing. We got UFC London coming up on Saturday. Yeah, very hype. All I am asking for, can we please see Tom Aspinall just destroy Curtis Blades? Dude, if he destroys Curtis Blades, uh, dude, that this that gets scary. In terms of fighters who I dislike watching the most because of their styles, and I don't, I like, I like watching wrestlers. But when wrestlers don't use offense and they just lay on people, like I understand, like that's like a casual take, but you would agree with me. Watching Curtis Blades and the other guy for me is Bilal Muhammad. Watching them fight is like the like I fall asleep. But but Curtis Blades murdered Overeem on the ground. He knocked out um, Curtis Blades. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 got a little more than Bilal in that in that sense. Dude, a little more is an understatement, man. A little, but Dana White has called out Curtis Blades after wins before. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I don't think they like each other. No. But, but Curtis Blades I'm, was piecing up Derek Lewis until uh, the upp- uppercut go burr. Uppercut go burr, that's right. Well, he kept <laughs> telegraphing his takedowns. Also, wrestling, like, it's not going to work on Tom Aspinall, in my opinion. I think the wrestling catches each other out. I think Aspinall destroys – I think he destroys him, dude. I think on the feed, he mess. I think Aspinall wins this fight. And fights like gone for a contender shot, dude. That Aspinall is so scary, dude. He's he's got championship level talent. He has championship level everything. Everything. His wrestling is so crisp. Jujitsu, and you don't see wrestlers like that coming out of the UK. No, no, you don't because they don't have a lot of great wrestlers. Yeah, and dude, he's so fast for a heavyweight. So fast for a heavyweight. He's fast for a lot of different people. <laughs> Um, Gus is back. Yep. Uh, I, dude, when someone told me that, I was so hyped because even though he already came back, he got submitted by Verdum within like 30 seconds in his last fight, right? Uh huh. So we didn't really get to see him. Like, we didn't get to see striking Gus, and I was a little sad. So hopefully, this one we get a prolonged fight, you know? All right, hear me out. What if Gus, you know, dude, if Gus is to win the championship, 
this is his best chance because Jones yeah. isn't there. DC's not there. The, the, the belt switched hands like a hot potato. Yeah. Dude, what if Gus wins the belt? It's a long shot. He's got to win this fight. Krilov is not an easy fight. But if he does win this fight, he would immediately fight one of those top five guys probably, right? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna shoot him. They're going to bump speed. Him. Light speed if he wins this fight. I love Gus. Yeah. Oh, and, and your favorite fighter, Breck, Paul Krieg. The Bayer G. Um, yeah, a top five favorite fighter for me, for sure. I don't love it if he keeps it on the feet. But uh-huh. why, why is he going to keep it on the feet? Paul Craig is going to take him down and submit him, obviously. Obviously. And then, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Patty, but um, I think Jordan Levitt has a good chance of beating this guy, though. Um. Yeah, because Patty hasn't looked great. But then again, dude, he got cracked by Kazula Vargas. I know. <laughs> he cracked. He got hit. But I think the hometown. I think Patty's gonna look better in this fight. I I like Patty to win. And because Patty... I know on the feet Patty doesn't look great, but dude on the ground he's looked great. Yeah, but Jordan Levitt's a better grappler than Patty. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. And if Patty wins, I hope to God we get that Taporia fight. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Taporia would murder him. Like, oh, remember when they wanted to pair him up with Otman and Zaitar? Yeah. That oh my bad. God. <laughs> Crack, that would be a murder. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Dude, Otman and Zaitar is the scariest UFC knockout, in my opinion. Which one? Um, It was his first one. Um, where the guy like face plan was out for, um, like a hot minute. Who did he knock out? Hold on. Um, Timu Pachelin. I don't remember which one. This yeah, look, look it up. You'll know what I'm talking about when you look it up. Okay. Dude, how about <laughs> every time I think of Atman Azaitar or Atman Azaitar? Um. Every time I see Vulcan Uzdemir, by the way, I just think of the Yuri knockout. It's so violent. <laughs> Yuri's first fight. Oh, God. Dude, that was one of the most brutal knockouts I've like ever seen. Oh, with Uzdemir? Yeah, with Uzdemir. <laughs> no, the Reyes one was... Yeah. Oh, speaking of Yuri Prohaska, check out uh, my interview with his coach. Um, with Yuri Prohaska's coach. It's doing great. Got has like 400 views. So check oh. it out, guys. Check it out. That's right. Throw on hands. Um, Martin, dude, he's a cool dude. Yuri's coach is awesome. Is Yuri, uh, is Yuri back in the woods training, hitting the tree? I don't know. I should have asked him that. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one of my favorite things I've ever seen. It was like. Yeah, Yuri has like a, a tree with like some padding wrapped around it. He'll just like what? Strike. Yeah, he'll like he'll just like go in the woods and like strike this tree for striking practice. It's like this man truly is the greatest. He's a samurai. Um, we covered mo- like you got anything else? That's all I got. What about you, Breck? Nothing much. I mean, yeah, we yeah, they announced this Makachev, right? Um yeah, I I just hope they come back to Long Island, the UFC. 
because there's a lot of good. You're going MSG, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about, you know, in the next five years, you know, like the finite type cards. But uh, convenience. <laughs> convenience, that's right. <laughs> I like to come back to Columbus too. That's what I'm saying. Like those are great spots for those fight nights because just from watching like the one you went to and dude, like the crowds were great. And yeah, I don't know how you, for the prelims, dude, it was almost 80% full. Like not a lot that's of people. Crazy. That's crazy. Right. Like not, you know how main car, a lot of cards, they know the prelims are empty and people show up later. I would say for the prelims, about the whole stadium was about 80% full. And then, like, the other 20% trickled in as the main card got going. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic was the best thing to happen to the UFC. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. And I'm at Steep Bay, so that was kind of cool. But um, anyway, Breck, do you want to uh, preview London? Yeah, I'm done. I got time. All right. Cool. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Peace out.